0: Hi, this is Macy Blackwell, and welcome to the very first episode of my podcast. It's to be very informal, basically how I talk to you on my Instagram stories, so there's no fancy intro or song or anything like that. Um, I just want to jump right in. One of the most asked questions is how I'm able to eat all the tasty foods that I consume and cook the things that I... Make it home and also be able to like maintain a healthy weight and have that balance. Um, so, I thought I would start from the beginning because I actually used to struggle majorly with binge eating disorder. And I feel like that's just overcoming that was really the first part of what I had to conquer to be able to get to like a health, healthy place. So, today that's really where I'm gonna dive in and talk most. So I'm going to be explaining like how that binge eating cycle even got started and then talk about overcoming that and then I can also give some tips if you're struggling with it yourself or even if you're just struggling with overeating, I have some like mental things that I tell myself that really help me just like keep it all under control. So taking it back to the beginning, I never really had a weight problem or binge eating problem until middle school, I'd say. So like going into sixth grade, I weighed 80 pounds and then leaving eighth grade, I weighed 130 pounds. So I gained 50 pounds in middle school. Now I also went through puberty, puberty, (laughs) but I also started my crazy binge eating cycles. I've always loved food, like loved food and eating everything about it. Any kind of holiday event, birthday, like I was so excited to eat. Um, That was just like food is life and it still is. Uh, But I didn't even realize I was putting on weight at that time. I mean, I was just living life and enjoying food. And I didn't really notice until people started telling me at school, like I definitely started getting made fun of, and it was super embarrassing, and then that made me aware of myself, and then that set me on the cycle of like, oh my gosh, I've got to lose weight, this is so embarrassing, like I'm getting heavy, everyone's noticing, and that put me in like panic mode, and which sucks because, what was I like, 12? So that really started that panicky feeling of, holy crap, I'm fat, I've got to lose weight, so... I told my mom like my mom had noticed too and she was just trying to help me and it but it really just started on this stressful journey of kind of trying to starve myself like we would do all kinds of things like um trying to think like my grandma would pick me up from middle school lunch and take me over to like a grocery store to get me like a fresh salad instead of you know eating the school lunch um my mom would try to, you know, pack me healthy snacks throughout the day. I think one day even we tried like just eating um, like those chicken bouillon cubes, just like a be- like a uh, chicken broth all day long to lose weight. Like it was just insane, especially for like a 12 or 13 year old. So trying to eat as little as possible, I think, is what made me start the binges and it started this cycle of embarrassment and shame. So I would be starving because you know, in front of my family or friends or whatever, I would try to be like I'm on a diet, you know, and be eating as little as possible, but I would be starving and I would be like unsatisfied. So anytime I got alone, I would eat. And we didn't have a t- we didn't have any junk food growing up at our house. Um so the stuff that I would eat was ridiculous. Like I would when I would get home and my mom hadn't been home, uh, from her job yet. So it was just me at the house. Um, I would binge out on like peanut butter. So we would have a jar of peanut butter and I would probably eat half of that jar of peanut butter in my room just because like, I felt hungry and I felt panicked. Like I got to eat this peanut butter real quick because when everyone gets home from work, then we're going to have to like sit down with like, you know, our tiny dinner and I'm going to be starving. So I started eating really weird stuff and peanut butter is so high in calories. So I was like hurting myself so much more than I was hoping this situation. Um, another thing I would do is I would find like cake mix boxes and I would make just cake batter, just plain cake batter and eat that like as one of my binge foods since, you know, remember we don't have like snacks in the house. So I was like getting creative and finding these super unhealthy ways just to, like, satisfy, like, feeling hungry and, like, craving, like, tasty foods. And at this time, no one was really talking about eating disorders other than, like, anorexia. Like, no one was really talking about binge eating disorder. So, I didn't even realize that was a thing. So, there were no... And also, at this time, like, we really had no, like, computer access at home or smartphones. Like, we didn't have any of that... So there was no way that I knew, like I had a problem, and no way really for me to get help. And if you've ever struggled with um, like your weight or anything like that, you know that it is just frustrating and depressing. So like, it just became a super depressing situation for me. I remember um, like my mom having to take me to Maurice's and like get bigger clothes, and it just that was like my least favorite shopping trip of all time. Nothing wrong with Maurice's, but I was just getting a bigger size of clothes than I had worn before because I had put on weight and, like, getting, like, you know, my, you know, quote, unquote, fat clothes. It was just an upsetting situation. And that even only made it worse that I was upset because then I was starting to take food and make it this, like, emotional thing where I was an emotional eater now, too. I wasn't just, like, binging. It's just, like, if I felt sad or depressed Or anxious then I would also want to eat and that was like my natural you know form of just trying to feel better at that time and then I started exercising a ton because I thought that would you know cancel out all the bad eating habits I was running like two or three miles a day and like weightlifting and working out which I you know became like fit like I was you know strong and I had really good endurance But you just cannot out-train a bad diet, I learned. One of the times I remember feeling the most upset and just, like, publicly humiliated was, like, in my PE class in middle school. So we were playing, like, kickball or something. And I remember just being in the outfield, like, minding my own business. And this boy comes up to me and says, like, everyone's saying that Macy's getting fat like in the PE class and he came over and whispered it to me. And I like looked around and everyone was staring at me and like, I just, at that moment, just, I just got like my, I felt like my face got so red and it was like so embarrassing and everyone, just everyone staring at me like, but I just knew I was like, I will not let myself cry in front of these people because I am not, you know, going to let them get to me. And here's like the sad thing. I wasn't even fat. Like, but that just shows you how just freaking awful middle school and high school is. Like, people are just so mean. Like, I even had friends that would come spend the night at my house that I later found out were making fun of my size medium underwear to the other girls there. I just feel like that stuff just messes you up. Like, when you're, like, a preteen... That stuff just really sticks with you. And just being upset about that like constantly just really, I think, kept this cycle of just the emotional eating continuing. I feel like my struggle with the binge eating really gave me more empathy, though, for people who are addicted to other things because... I truly felt like I had no control of it and I could not stop. Like I could sit there like looking at my peanut butter jar and be thinking, I don't want to do this. I'm going to feel like crap after this is not good for me. But it's like, I couldn't stop like the motion of my hand to my mouth. Like it was, it just felt so out of control. So really that continued on throughout high school, even just this cycle of oh spring breaks coming up so i'm going to try to starve myself for a week and then okay spring break breaks over so like the binges would you know start up again and i could just never find this healthy balance and always felt shame about eating anything that was considered a you know bad food or unhealthy food i felt like i couldn't eat anything that i was craving in front of anyone and it just kept me in this like shameful feeling so the crazy thing is I actually like totally kicked this bad weird food addiction as soon as I moved out of the house like you know most people go to college and there's like you know freshman 15 or whatever as soon as I moved out of the house I dropped 10 pounds without even trying and I truly think it's because there was no shame anymore. Like, I was the only... It was just me with me. I wasn't embarrassed of eating because there was nobody around. Like, I was... I didn't have those shameful feelings or the, the feeling like I needed to hide my food. And then also at this time, kind of by accident, I started in, intermittent fasting, which I still do today. Because, like, when you're in college, like, I didn't have a dining hall that was in my dorm building so it would have been so much more work for me to go to a completely different building just to have breakfast and then try to get to like my you know 8 a.m classes so I wasn't even eating until lunch that was cutting out my whole breakfast meal and then I wasn't even hungry for breakfast anymore once my body got used to that eating schedule And I definitely wasn't eating all healthy foods in college at all. Like, you know, I was partying and, you know, eating pizza and like Kraft mac and cheese in my dorm. But I think the difference was really just, I had a less of a all over or an overall calorie intake because there were no binges and there were no binges because there was like no one to hide from. And, I didn't feel shameful about eating so it's like if I wanted mac and cheese that day I would eat the mac and cheese and be done with it there wasn't like five bowls of mac and cheese that I felt like I had to eat real quick before my mom got home so at this point in my life I was like feeling pretty good with my body wasn't thinking about it too much I was just so glad I wasn't binging out on food anymore so I think at this point I was like 122 pounds and then I found out I was pregnant. So I was just thinking, well, there goes my body. I'll just wear baggy clothes for the rest of my life and just, I'll never be able to look decent in a swimsuit again. Like I was just all of those, you know, goals kinda, I just threw right out the window because I thought, you know, babies had to completely just, you know, ruin your body, which later I found out I could actually have my healthiest strongest and you know most fit body actually after two babies. I'll save all the <laughs> pregnancy stories and fitness during pregnancy for another time and for now I just want to go straight to the tips that can really help you if you're struggling with um, getting to a healthy weight or if you're just really wanting to stop overeating. So like a popular saying that I see often is so true and it's what you eat in private shows in public. That statement's kind of triggering for me and like upsetting because I was a private like binge eater, but it's so true. So just because I'm hiding my food from like my mom seeing or someone else seeing doesn't mean it's not going to show up. I remember my mom had actually taken me to the doctor to get my thyroid checked because she was telling these doctors that she's starving, she's barely eating anything, she's only eating, you know, chicken broth, and why isn't she losing any weight? And I'm over there thinking sitting there like thinking, because you know, it's what I'm eating in private. (laughs) So then another phrase I tell myself a lot when I just kind of get an urge just to like overeat. Is that you don't have to eat it all right now. You can have some of this another day. Like, this isn't going to be the only chance you have to enjoy chips. Like, you can eat some and still feel happy about them and enjoy them, but you don't have to eat the entire family size bag. Another thing I really had to get through my head was the. Delayed gratification of choosing to not overeat versus the instant gratification of just the enjoyment of food in that moment. Like I try to just slow down the process because sometimes when you are overeating or binge eating, it just becomes this thing that you're not even thinking anymore and you're just eating and you don't even realize what you're doing. It's going too fast. So you've got to like just take a minute, slow down and really think about, you know, your goals. And I try to think, you know, how is this going to make me feel? Am I going to be happy right now when I'm, you know, eating this big tub of ice cream? Yeah, but, you know, in two minutes when I eat the whole thing, I'm going to feel disgusted with myself, like my stomach's going to hurt, and it's really going to not help my long-term goals. If you're like me and you're an emotional eater, like if you're stressed um, have anxiety, sad, happy, any kind of like emotion and you, your brain goes to food, like to cope with any of those feelings. That's like, exactly how I am. Um, it's good to find some alternatives that are going to be better for your overall health goals um, that you can instantly go to, like find other things that you enjoy. So if you feel stressed instead of being like, all right, I'm going straight to the pantry to those chips You'd be like, you know what I like? I like to listen to music and have a dance party in my room. So like, I will try to transition that coping mechanism into something that's going to be more healthy for my body. Or another example, something you could do is like go take a walk and listen to a podcast that's uplifting, like something that's going to like revert your brain from just going straight to overeating mode. And even if you're someone who feels like you know, you've got it mostly under control and you don't have a huge problem, I still think it helps to keep certain trigger foods like out of the house. Like some of your favorite foods that you know you just cannot control yourself around, like just don't even buy those because like that's just kind of giving you an like extreme temptation and kind of setting you up to fail. So, I'm like more of a savory and salty kind of person. So, I love like chips or I love like cheese spreads, like stuff like that. And so, I will not buy those for inside my house just because I know my brain's gonna have like a harder time um, trying to not overeat those things that I absolutely love. And, like, ice cream. So, like, I love, like, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Like, I'm better off going to enjoy it at, you know, the ice cream shop and being done with it than I am having it at my own house and being able to dig into that, like, every single day. But then buy foods and make foods that you love that are also... You know, can be in line with your health goals because I've noticed personally that when I'm depriving myself of the pleasure of food because I love food, I'm like a major foodie. Um, then I feel like I I just I just need that pleasure of food at some point a day, and I don't want to eat foods that I don't like. Which I know it's probably unpopular, but it's like I don't like hot steamed vegetables. So I don't eat hot steamed vegetables because those aren't going to like satisfy me mentally. Um, I like vegetables in salads. So since I know that, I'm not going to force myself to eat a dried chicken breast with steamed vegetables. I'm going to, you know, get my veggies in a salad where I enjoy them more. If you're just forcing yourself to eat what you think you need to be eating, that is like a, you know, diet and diets just set you up to quit them. And it needs to be more of a lifestyle and a balance and something that you really feel like you have control over, but also without depriving yourself of, um, having those special foods like at holidays events, like it needs to be to where you can go out to eat and order the tacos but then also be able to maintain your health goals. Another mental trick that really helps me, like, okay, here's an example. It's after lunchtime and I just had like my salad and, you know, my chicken or just, you know, like a healthy lunch and then I kind of have a sweet tooth. Now, I have the option of eating like a chocolate truffle out of the, you know, decorative holiday jar, but then we also have grapes, we have apples, we have strawberries in the fridge, and I'm sitting there like, oh, like I really want the chocolate. Um, but in my head, I say, what will make my body feel best? Like, if I eat this chocolate, am I going to feel kind of like guilty later? Am I going to feel sluggish? Am I going to have like a sugar high and then crash? and then I think, well, if I eat this apple, I'm going to feel good. Like I'm going to feel satisfied. I'm going to have like, you know, that sweet tooth under control, but also I'm going to feel good about myself. And like, I made a good choice and my body is going to feel happy. And remember that it's not always about looks and weight. Like a lot of this is how you feel like good nutritious food will also help you be more productive, more energetic where like Chips and pop and sweets, for me, make me feel sluggish, less motivated, and like not really living my best life. So that's something I just always try to like mentally tell myself when I'm, you know, faced with a decision like that. So when there are times when you're like, no, I want the chocolate, or like, no, I really am craving a bag of chips, like I say give in to those cravings like 20-25% of the time because... You know, food is life, and you're meant to enjoy it. And you don't want to feel um, deprived of that because as soon as you do, that like can set you off on that bad cycle of the binging and the purging and the feeling bad about yourself. So if you are not, like, no, like you know, I've done, I've had a good week, I've ate well, I but I'm really craving some chocolate right now. Um, what I will do is just make sure I'm pre-measuring out a smart portion size of that. And just, like, not letting myself go crazy. Because, honestly, I don't trust myself with, like, an entire bag of chips. Like, so I will take, you know, a bowl and I'll know basically the – cal, you know, an estimate of the calories that are in that and know what a serving size is. And I will pour it into my serving, and I will fully enjoy that bowl. Like take your time with it. You don't have to just scarf it down. Like I will fully enjoy like that piece of chocolate or that piece of cake or whatever. But I'm just making sure I'm not just eating the cake with a fork straight out of the you know pan because that would just really be setting myself up for failure. Because a lot of times people are saying because I cook a lot on my Instagram and I make. I don't make a ton of healthy stuff on Instagram because I love like holiday food, stuff to bring to gatherings, stuff that everyone's going to be like, "Dang, who made this?" Like those are the recipes I like to make. So, just know that I don't just sit there with that whole, you know, casserole and just eat it with a spoon all week. I'll have, like, if I know it's a more indulgent food, I will have, like, my, you know, one reasonable portion of that, and then I don't eat anymore. So it's just, like, measure out your more indulgent foods um, to where they can fit into your, you know, health goals, and then, like, be done with it. Another smart way to give into cravings um, is to create a healthier version of your, like, most craved or your favorite foods. So like I love chicken salad, like chicken salad on a croissant with crackers. Like I could eat chicken salad every single day, but at most restaurants and um, you know places where they serve that, it is loaded with calories and like sugar and mayo. Like, and you can only have a tiny serving for like all the whopping calories it has in it. So like for me at home, I make my own version of that that I love, but you know, I just use I like don't put any nuts in it because I know nuts are like really adding the calories and instead I'll put like in like fresh grapes and apple slices and I use like a light mayo you can also use like a greek yogurt and I use chicken breast instead of like um like dark meat you know chicken and more fat in it and I really just make that lighter version which which satisfies me but then my body also feels a lot better than it would when I eat like the full like creamy mayo version all right, I think I have like three more main tips that I want to share. Um, so know the calories of the favorite, your favorite foods or the foods that you eat all the time. Like I think it's like mentally unhealthy to count all your calories all the time. And I don't really count them anymore. And like when I go out to eat, I'm not going to sit there and count every single thing because I want to enjoy it but just like the foods that you know you're eating on a daily basis you really need to know those calories so things can be really really sneaky like obviously beverages are will really sneak up on you with the calories or like the Starbucks drinks um, and then condiments condiments are like my favorite like I, just, I could just bathe in Chick-fil-A sauce and ranch like I just love those creamy condiments like just, I just love like sloppy wet food. So I just love dipping stuff, but those are so sneaky and you almost don't count them in your head. Like I think the Chick-fil-A sauce is like 110 or 130 calories a packet. Like I could easily sit there and eat three packets of that. And like that is a whole meal, you know, just the packets of sauce itself. So that's something that you really should be aware of is just like If you know for sure you want those kind of condiments, just make sure you're measuring them out and just know what's in them before you just, like, go ham. Um, And then what was the other thing? I said beverages, condiments. Oh, like fats, like nuts and cheeses. So those are also really, really sneaky. I kind of have a funny story. So in high school, this is back, like, when my mom was trying to help me, like, you know, lose weight and all that. Um, She would send me to school with a nut (laughs) sack and we always joked about this because obviously it sounds funny because it's nut sack but she would send me like a bag of mixed nuts to school with my nut sack and um We didn't realize how many calories were in that. Like, that was supposed to be, like, a mid-morning snack because I'd have, like, my, you know, healthy little breakfast at home. And then I'd have my lunch, but, like, in between morning classes, I would eat that nut sack. And there were just way too many nuts in there. Like... If you've ever tried to measure out calories for nuts, you would know that it's like a fourth cup of nuts is like 200 calories. Something just crazy. So I I swear, I probably had three servings of nuts in that nut sack. And I was probably eating 600 calories for my mid-morning snack. Like thinking I'm doing a good job and thinking I'm like working towards my health goals. When really I was like... (sighs) Just like shooting myself in the foot with that one. So just like the foods that you think are healthy... Or that you know like or foods yeah foods that you think that are healthy just make sure you're measuring out those calories and making sure you're using the right portion sizes um so like the nuts are always peanut butter is the exact same way you always got to like kind of measure off that peanut butter which that's like the most easiest thing to overeat i love peanut butter on everything um and then the cheeses of course um so like i will Only use half slices of cheese and that seems extreme but like I think the cheese we have right now is like 110 calories a slice but if you cut that in half that's only you know 55 calories and I don't even notice I'm missing the other half of that cheese I just like put it diagonal like you know on my sandwich and those are just like easy ways to like cut out calories that you're really not going to miss and um you're not going to even you know it's not going to ruin the taste of the food. Okay, next thing: consistency. Consistency in the food you eat is really going to like take out a lot of the guesswork um, of always m- measuring out the calories and um, creating meals for everything. So, like, if you have like a go-to meal that you know you know fits within like a good range of calories for you that you love. And makes you feel good, like keep eating that. So, like, there's certain things I love, like, um, you know, those like pre packaged salads from the grocery store that already have the measured out nuts, cheese dressing on them. So, you can't overdo those. I, there's a few foods like that that you already know the calories and you don't have to think about it, which makes, you know, that lifestyle so much easier because you're not measuring everything. Just like measure it that first time, know how many calories that is, and then just keep repeating that. Like, whatever's working for you just repeat that you there's no need to have like all of this crazy variety for every meal like find a few staple meals that you know you love that are you know a healthy amount of calories and really just like have those every week and like the last tip i want to talk about is convenience so convenience is like a major factor in like keeping up you know with your health goals um, because if you're starving and like running to the kitchen and you need something like there has to be a healthy option there or else you're probably gonna go to the pantry and just like grab the first thing that you see that looks delicious which that's so me and like I know myself now so I always try to have things prepared or on hand so that's where like the pre-packaged salads come in again I love those like I will get home from like running errands all morning and I'm just like, so hungry could eat a horse, but I can look in the fridge and like, oh, look, my salad's in there, like I love that salad. And I'll pull that out and I can just eat that and then I, you know, feel good. Because when I don't have that stuff prepared, I'm like straight to the pantry kind of girl, like, you know, what kind of bread do we have? Like chips, like granola bars, like I'm just kind of getting that stuff and then I'm gonna ignore the fresh fruit if it's not already prepared. so yeah, so with fruit, a lot of times when I know I'm trying to just like eat fresh that week, I will wash my produce when I get from home from the store, cut it up, and then put it in Tupperware. So you can just take it right out, like when you have a sweet tooth or you want a little fruit on the side of your meal. Um, just have that ready. And then also something I do is I buy party veggie trays. Like, because that is like the most convenient you can get and they just seem more fun. Like vegetables are so, you know, it can be they can be so boring. But, like, the party trays make them so much better. I just love, like, classic hummus with the vegetables or, um, like, ranch. But you got to, like, be careful with that ranch. Make sure you're measuring out your ranch um, with the veggies. But, yeah, I'll buy, like, pre-made veggie trays. And then what else? Oh, okay. And then the grilled chicken hack. I shared this on Instagram um, the other week. But I've done this for years. Like, so, like, on Monday... I will put a few chicken breasts in a crock pot. And like once they're done, I will just like shred them all up and put that in a Tupperware. And then I can have that easy shredded chicken to go with anything. You know, you can be making like taco bowls with it, taco salads, and you know, just add the seasoning later. Um, You can make the healthy chicken salad with that. You can just add that chicken to other salads. Like there's some, like you can do so much with chicken breasts, but just Mm -hmm. having that like pre-made protein ready to go really is a game changer when you're trying to have like healthy delicious lunches and you don't have a lot of time to prep stuff all right that's gonna wrap it up for this first episode I still don't even know how I'm gonna upload it or what to upload it to this is like such a learning um experience for me um so also listen back to the audio and see if I need to like adjust that at some point Um, but thank you so much for listening to this and, um, definitely let me know what you think and any ideas for future podcasts. Thanks guys.